Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, all you private parties. Um, sorry, I just had a... Weirdly, I don't even eat dairy, but I just had a bit of a chocolate before clicking on. That was a bit random. So, sorry about that. You know, you get that weird thing in your mouth where you... That's what I just had. So apologies for that. Hey, welcome to another episode. Um, it's just me giving the intro today because Francis, Mr. Francis Bull is obviously in Texas at the moment. So he's out there working hard and doing things. So sometimes it's just me by my own, which is good because today's episode is an absolute banger of an episode. So today we have Giovanna Fletcher. Now it's Giovanna uh, rather than Giovanna, which lots of people say. And we actually chatted about that. G, G uh, she was on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, which she won. She's queen of the jungle, queen of the castle, because it wasn't in the jungle. Um, she's a podcaster. She's a mum. She's an author. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We talk about smoking the weed in this episode. <laughs> you can make that what you will. Halfway through, we talk about that. We talk about parenthood. We talk about mental health. We talk about what it is like to... Um, be a podcaster and things in this industry that we all work in and stuff like that we talk about rejection so many different things but it's absolute banger of an episode so hope you really enjoy it uh listen if you want to get in touch with us we always want to hear from you so get in touch via our email contact at privatepartspodcast.com send us some reviews send us some charities or individuals communities you want to recommend we'd love to hear from you on that and send us some funny stories some anything at all we just we love those things, so get in touch with us. You can also do it over our Instagram, at Private Podcast, so slide into our DMs. Um, and, I don't know, review us. Haven't said that in a while. We really appreciate all of you guys, so without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this podcast because you listen to it every week. So thank you so much for that. So tell a friend about Private Parts. Spread the love, spread the word, spread the worship. All right, here we go. Enjoy the episode. Me and Giovanna Fletcher. Here we go. So, gee, I, before we started the podcast, I uh, I asked you, <laughs> I asked you what I was allowed to call you, and you replied in such a good way <laughs> because your people pronounce your your name is Giovanna, isn't it? Yeah, put the van in it, and you can't go wrong. So my name is Giovanna, but everyone has always called me Giovanna. Not every, I mean, growing up, people call me Giovanna. I mean, I had all sorts yeah. of nicknames like Jif, which is when Sif was called Jif. So I also got Jif Lickman, Jif Mike Lickman. Jif is a no cleaning, the exactly. cleaning fluid. Exactly, but it's now called Sif. So I got to save that one. Uh, then Geo, I used to work in a florist and they were like, we'll call you Joe. Um, so I've been called all sorts of things. But in TV world, everyone always calls yeah. me Giovanna. And it's just become that things beforehand. Someone might say, oh, how do you say your name? And like, Giovanna. Yeah. And they're like, great, Giovanna. And then as soon as we go live, welcome, Giovanna. And just like, all right. Because <laughs> I'm the same as you. And what you said so well is you, the funny thing is you see people and uh, people's panic in their eyes yeah. when they're about to say your name. Because my surname is meant to be Leng. 
but everyone throughout my entire life has said Lang. So that's what they oh said. So gosh. now, yeah, yeah, see, there you go. So it's but so do you funny. Send, do you have, because I think you go through life and part of you's like, well, it's fine. Like they don't mean it. It's just something that's happened. But as part of you has, have you started going, actually, it's not really my name. It's not and my, my name. name. It's not my name. It's, <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> and now I feel like I have to, because I'm too much of a people person. Yes. I feel too embarrassed for the other person that I can't correct them. You feel like a bit of a tit if you're going to say, actually, <laughs> it's laying. Actually, it's Giovanna. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, At what point God, do you bring that up? And then you've got friends who call you Giovanna, like my castle mates <laughs> now. They call me Giovanna. I can't correct them. I told them on day one that my name was Giovanna. <laughs> they know. So is happy. With, I'm happy with that. Just oh, G. I'm very God. happy with it. It makes me so happy because I, I've done some TV bits <laughs> where where like, I even did there were two things that I did once firstly I did a um you probably listened to it I did a heat radio show <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone listened to it to be honest. <laughs> I used to work at heat magazine then, though I gotta say yeah, yeah I got fired from that I think they just they just basically said to me one day they said uh hey look I think um we're gonna take in a different direction and I was like sorry <laughs> what am I being fired <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you now find yourself calling yourself Jamie Lang? Or yes. do you say Jamie Lang? Give up! Yeah. That's what I, this is what I was going to say. So I got fired from this job. And on that on that radio show for many years, I used to kick it off going, Hello everyone, it's Jamie Lang here. And I just <laughs> Yes. Do you, I know. Did you not succumb to it though? No, I'm never gonna call myself Giovanna. My kids one day, because you know that thing where they just think her name is Mummy, and then I asked them what mm. my name is. After, but after the castle, and I asked them, they're like, Giovanna. I was like, Excuse me, go and wash your mouth out right now. It's Giovanna. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, God. no, I don't think I, I would never. Uh, yeah, I've always, I've just kind of skirt over it, and I'm a bit like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You know. Yeah, I see. But I think, I think with you, I think when you become, or perhaps that you've been much stronger than me in life, which I, from the very, I feel like I know you, but as I said before, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. I can't even begin because I been such a fan of yours for so long. And we met once when um, I did Frankie Bridges podcast, but you probably yes! won't. Yeah, we briefly met at sort of crossing. And then I stalkishly went onto your Instagram and said, excuse me, would you please come on my podcast? And, and, and this is like a year later. never read it. And then I thought, <laughs> yet, do I now, like, what do I do the next time I see you? Because then hopefully it won't, like, you won't see it or whatever. <laughs> but I've been trying to get you on for so long, just because I think your podcast is great, what you represent. And I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast, but I've just been such a fan of you for so long because of all the things you do and what you represent. I was just so... It's like, because in the nicest way, G, I just think you're the nicest person in the world. I honestly do. Is that me really well, sucking I, up to you? Until I ignored your DM and you were like, well, she is a bitch. Yeah, I've got to say this. I thought, so what I went, a dickhead. <laughs> I went, you know, Tom has only realised that he's got this whole, like, that DMs are even a thing on Instagram and he's been on there for years. But he, um, uh, this whole other section where people you don't follow can contact you. Uh, so mm. I, I was going, literally going through it a couple of weeks weeks ago and saw your message and was like oh my god you're gonna think I'm so rude for not replying no no listen not at all I just felt like a complete stalker that's all it was <laughs> hey, have you ever been fired from anything uh have I ever actually been fired um 
I was let go from a magazine once, not Heat, um, but uh, in hindsight, we realized that the magazine itself was actually, we think only put together to maybe do a bit of funny money business. Um, so there we were trying fraudulent. to make content. It was a fraudulent magazine. <laughs> you we were laundering so. money. <laughs> not us, but we think that was possibly going on in the background. Um, I haven't been fine. I've not got And before. then they let you go because you found out. <laughs> no. I think you guys are doing something fishy here. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. I think the magazine just really wasn't doing well. So they had to you know it was you know something dodgy was going on um but no I think so being coming from an acting background and doing what we do Mm. we get a lot of rejection um Mm. so I think and I think um yeah I I think I actually struggle with that like I was lately yeah well it's hard isn't it because in one way I'm like no I'm fine I can take criticism and then um I didn't get something recently and Rather than feeling like I wasn't right for the job, I just felt like it was about me. Like I wasn't fabulous enough or, because that's the thing really? is that I'm seen as the nice person and nice, being nice is lovely. But what I've read, and I would never change myself for the world is that sometimes people like something else, something that will grab headlines maybe, or be a bit controversial. And I'm just never gonna be that. I listen, I don't think that I, I know what you mean with that, but also I, I actually don't think that's what you come across as. I think you come across it. Listen, you don't come across as nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, no, you Jamie do come. Lane. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry. Yeah. Sorry. Giovanna. <laughs> <laughs> I forgotten my I forgotten my head. Actually, which one was the wrong one then? <laughs> I don't think you come, I think you are very nice. I think that, but also I think you, maybe because you're a mum or maybe that, but you, I think you are tough as well. And I think because you probably have to have, you've been tough in your life. You know, I read such a wonderful article uh, that your brother wrote. And uh, listen, you know, on this podcast, we talk about lots of different things. And one of the big things coming from a male point of view, I talk a lot about mental health and stuff like that. And your brother spoke very openly and honestly, which I just applaud him for about mm. his suicide, you know, his, you know, his thinking of thoughts on suicide and stuff like that. And he says how you saved him. Um, and, and I think also I read somewhere where your wonderful husband as well dealt with his certain issues and you, and that's quite heavy for someone to deal with. And when you're looking after other people's emotions and you've done that, right? Yeah. I think it is that, you know, I think mental health has always been such a massive thing in our house. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's history on it of it on both sides you know different sort of issues arising um tom was diagnosed as bipolar a decade ago you know so we really yes yeah, so i think we've always kind of know like there's always been some we're all just very aware of it so i think we're always open to having those conversations giving people help and and you know in terms of mental health it's a massive reason why i do the podcast because mm. the leading cause of death in new mums is suicide what and yeah yeah. Oh my God, so I had no clue about that. Year, yeah. And I think we have to, so for me, looking into those reasons and, and understanding why, and a massive part of it is that we don't look into mental health enough. We don't realise what maternal mental health does to people, how that big change and how everything can, can become overwhelming, how we need to talk. And I think that factors into every area of life. We have to be able to talk and um you know, I'm I'm so proud of Mario and and where he is now in life. Um, but you know, I think 
I think when it comes to mental health, it has to be that thing where it's an ongoing conversation. It can't just be like, that was then and this is now and we draw a line under it because we have Oof. to also realise what those triggers were and be aware of everything so that it, if those feelings start creeping in, we can kind of address it, I guess. Can I, that's so, I had no clue about that with new mums. Mm. I, I, I knew with I knew with guys, right? You know, there's all the statistics, two thirds of suicides are male and all these different things. And I think it's, I, I look into this, it sounds like I look at, I'm sorry to get this really serious on the podcast as we go in, <laughs> but I think it's important, right? Yeah. And, but, you know, I think that um, what is interesting is that I, I look into, I think for, for men in particular, you know, it, this is what I sort of decided, whether or not this is true, I don't know, but you can tell me. I think women typically um, have this sort of, they're, they're born with a, with a purpose in theory so that they, they can give, have kids and things like that. With men, they sort of have to find a purpose and actually it, we don't really find purposes that much. And so then we really struggle in life. And what's interesting is that you're saying that women have that when they give birth and maybe that's because it's too much responsibility or the responsibility is a lot or they feel isolated. Well, it's, it's what is interesting, it? isn't it? I think it is a case of things being overwhelming, but you know, when it comes to mental health, is there, is there rhyme? Is there, is there like, does it make sense? Does it make sense yeah. that, you know, these thoughts start coming in? And and I think all that I can do on the podcast is kind of go, look, you might have those thoughts, but that doesn't mean that you are failing. It doesn't mean that you're on your own. Like so many people have not necessarily those thoughts, but have moments of doubt and and feeling like they're just not up to the job. And 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 if that's not spoken about, that can just progress so easily to a much darker place. Um, and we all feel like we're meant to be, bubbly and loving life because a lot of people have really you know struggled to get pregnant and this family yeah. is so longed for um and then they just feel overwhelmingly sad that it it wasn't what they thought it would be or that they can't cope um but you know i think me mental health is such a big issue and i think there are so many different avenues and aspects of it yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and you know and i think sometimes the happiest of people can have that going on in the background so yes. it's so important to reach out with an understanding um, and, and an ear, yeah. you know, to kind of always be there. Um, yeah. And also to all you listeners right now who are listening, go and check out Happy Mum, Happy Baby. Honestly, your podcast is so lovely and wonderful and caring. And all. I just think it's great. So go and don't check it out right now because then you'll get off this podcast. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. Gonna yeah, go and do it after. <laughs> <laughs> just double up do you know this is what I want to know because I'm now at that age right so I'm at 32 years old yeah and I'm in a very loving relationship and oh I just love it relationships are tough right can we just put that out there relationships are there. we had an argument this morning Jay but you're like it's you know so what? lovely just, but gosh they're just, tough <laughs> Joanna, just sometimes they're tough right but I love my girlfriend very much and I'm very lucky to be with her how long have you been um, together We've been together nearly two years. So, oh. so you know, you yeah, hello. Hello. I'm a, hello. Should I tell you that I'm, about to, I'm not about to propose? Yeah. <laughs> hey, marriage, here we go. No, who knows? But do you know what? It's one of those things that sometimes, you know, we, we go through life and you think, okay, babies and marriage and all these different things. But actually, it's quite scary having babies and doing that commitment. And you've got three little boys. Yeah. And, and you've got three of them, including Tom, which is like a, having a, you've got <laughs> four one. boys. Yeah. You've yeah. got another one. <laughs> and I remember when you went into the castle airport, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. You said that, oh, I just have a lot of naked boys running around the house and now I don't have any. <laughs> and But that responsibility is quite a lot, isn't it? It's huge. And it's funny. I think if I think about my life 10 years ago compared to now, 
Um, I had started writing, but it was a very carefree life. Like I'd get up in the morning, mm. have breakfast, have a shower, change my, my, into a new pair of pajamas, start writing, not really get much done, have lunch, maybe have a nap. Hey, sorry, writing. sorry, you used to wake up, <laughs> change into another pair of pajamas yes, and then start I'd work. Be writing. Yes, because I'd be writing from home. And my whole thing when I'm writing is that I like to feel comfortable. Like I hate to feel like a pair of jeans digging into me or yeah. anything like that. So I'm just like, let's just get comfy, you know? Um, so that was my whole thing. And uh, whereas now, I probably wake up about what well, I mean. If I wake up in my own bed, it's a miracle. Um, Are so you I'm serious? Up in... <laughs> you really? Yeah. Do you wake... oh. Well, yeah. Because well, but the thing is, everyone is actually in a proper bed now, so it's not like yeah. you're on floors or trying to get into a cot. You've had, like Max, the two-year-old's in a in an actual single bed, and he's got barriers, which is quite nice. It's meant to be for keeping him in, but sometimes I feel like it's for keeping me in to stop me rolling out if I've only got minimal space. So you um, keep your children in a cage. That's <laughs> Jamie at night, yeah. Um, but yes, but I, but from the moment we wake up until the moment they go to bed, it just feels so full on. Like yeah. the day is full. Like I, I probably get downstairs after going to after they putting them to bed, and I think that's probably the first time I just sit down and kind of go ah all day. Like it just feels nonstop. Um, that's so full on though. That's amazing. But then also, I feel like having to, like you said, having to adjust from basically getting into your pajamas and having breakfast and just doing that and just writing whatever you want to do, and yeah. then suddenly adjusting into it, and, it, and it's not. This is the thing. Frank, there's so many things I say in life. You know, firstly, we're told for so long not to to get anyone pregnant, and we're not meant to get pregnant. And then no. suddenly, it's get pregnant. You're like, what? <laughs> where does this come from? Where, where, where is, is this, this gear shift? <laughs> yeah, why has no one told me this? Like, what do you mean, get? And then no one teaches you about being a parent. And then I know. Suddenly, no one teaches you but I think you go into parenting with so many so many ideas and judgments already formed like mm. you think you already know what parenthood is you think you know what kind of parent you're going to be and actually all that goes out of the window because you've really got to assess the situation when you're in there like I always thought well I'm not going to have dummies that was my big thing I'm not going to use dummies and then four weeks in like when he wouldn't stop crying at night time and I've been feeding him all night and it was relentless Tom was off on tour or I know actually he was in the other room because he was on tour and he didn't want to catch a cold and I think I think maybe one of us had had the sniffle or something that's like that. a brilliant excuse yeah that's exactly. why exactly. Come on, I'm going on a podcast or I can't look after the yeah <laughs> so I was like you know what I'm just gonna try the dummy and he took it and he loved it and it was amazing and then you kind of reason with yourself and just like it's a pacifier it's there to soothe them it's not yeah. the devil that you're made to think it is before you actually have a baby and I think that's just one of the many things that you know you think going into it that it's going to be a certain way and that you're going to do a certain set of things but you've just yeah but, but gee that what happens then is then address and other things oh I'll give him a dummy oh I'll just hit him you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or I'll feed him alcohol you know you go from one to the other that's what starts to I mean happen. it's so easy <laughs> you know what sends him to sleep a bottle of whiskey that's <laughs> say three months oh gosh when um when i used to work on the wars we just used to dump, uh, dip their dummies in whiskey that used to set them right off <laughs> that was in <laughs> hospital <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think... it is overwhelming. And I think most people will say that going from naught to one children is the biggest challenge. I think once you've already got one, you know the routine in a, in a mm. way, you know 
that you're set up for chaos. You're set up for the noise, the mayhem. Your life's already disrupted massively. You know, it's not as it was before. So your life is already different. So I think subsequent children, they just add to that. They don't yeah. change it in the same way that the first baby does. But but do you not have it where with your with the kids though? You sometimes you have the the first one who normally is very lovely and sweet and so and then the <laughs> second one is like a terror and you're like oh god and then the third one is just ignored. I think that's <laughs> that's that's how there it goes. There is definitely a thing with the third one where you're kind of like oh where's Max gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. what's he eating? Is that something from breakfast? Oh never mind. <laughs> is he alive? Where is? <laughs> Where is Max? <laughs> no, but you know what? You literally just described my kids perfectly. Um, although Max is also like a little ray of sunshine, the third one. Um, but, you have to yeah. say, he's not going to listen to this, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> to make up for them, all the stuff they've eaten off the floor. Um, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's much more sensitive and in tune. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's just, just such a thoughtful kid. Buddy is really into it, really into everything, really nurturing, but also don't stand in his way. Don't get in his way because he is just ready really? to take on the world. Yeah, and has been from day one. I mean, actually, I've got to say, when he was a baby, Buzz used to play drums around him and everything, and it never used to phase him. And uh, so he'd stay asleep, but like he was just on his own little routine. But even before he was one, like we knew exactly what he wanted, even when he couldn't talk. Like he was just adamant and confident and direct and even now like we've really got to to manage things with him I'd say and then Max is just sort of happy to be here I think. Do you know it's, it's amazing how how kids sort of have that way with. Hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Things, But also, there was this amazing moment and uh, when you were, did I'm a Celeb, and it was... Honestly, it was so good. There was a moment where um, you started talking about your kids and you suddenly got choked up and you said, oh God, I haven't thought about that. And you then started to go and you were trying <laughs> to fight these tears back. I, I can imagine you probably didn't want your kids to see you upset or anything like that. And I just, I love that because I think there's there's a tendency on shows maybe because it's a reality show so long to um to tell it you know you think oh i'm gonna cry this is upsetting but also it's emotional but with you it's about no i need to hold everything together for my kids and be strong it doesn't matter if this is going to look vulnerable on tv or whatever no i don't want to do this and i thought that was a really beautiful moment because you were being so strong when you didn't need to be strong well what's interesting is i can remember beforehand so me and buzzer sat down and we watched the highlights from last year because mm. he wanted to see what the show was like I can remember really laughing and finding it really funny. And then all of a sudden in this clip, the trials start and everyone's screaming and terrified. And Buzz just started crying. And he was like, I don't, I don't want you to be scared. I don't want you to do it. And I was like, oh, Buzz, I'm going to have the best time. And I promise you, mommy's going to be laughing throughout everything. And I, and I do think I had them in my head all the time. And I think when you've got kids and you see them tackle the world and take on the world in such a way that, they're not phased by stuff. We teach them fear. We, we're, we learn fear as we go through life. Yeah. I think I had a big 
belief during the show that first of all it never felt like a show we was we were in our own little bubble I felt like I was on a nice little camping trip but in terms of trials and stuff I, I think I always believed that we would never be put in a position where we could seriously get hurt yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's an entertainment show. It's fun. Sure. Um, so I was able to kind of block out a lot of that stuff. And just thinking about the boys watching and what they would think, like they'd find it hilarious. I knew that yeah. they would when there was a snake on my head or when I was going down the side of a cliff or when I had all those bugs on my back. You know, I, I think, and that's what kept me going. And also because I know the show and I know that's part of it. And I think I went in with my eyes wide open to that stuff. But it's those little moments of emote, like yeah things that creep in and get you and I hadn't and I can remember that moment clearly it's when Vic, we were talking about how much the kids are going to have changed and Vic, and we were talking I about know, yeah. you know, how they're going to be Max so big be and staying. then and you're not to be mean but whoever you were talking to went went I was like what she went yeah they're gonna be a lot bigger and I was like sorry this is not the time to say that shit I was like what are you talking yeah actually to be honest they're gonna change a lot by the time you got back they probably won't remember you and I was like, and you're like, oh, sweet. Thanks for to kick me while I'm down right now. Although there was one point actually where I really did lose it. And that was um, the uh, little notes from home that I didn't get. And that yeah. there was no control in that. And I think my big thing in the room was what that I really wanted to hold it together because I wanted them all to really enjoy their letters. But I had to go away and kind of have a little moment to just kind of let out the sobs completely. It's just, it's just, it's it's an amazing, there's a moment, it's just so good because you sat with Buzz and you obviously um, had that moment where you said, oh, he doesn't want you back. So you were trying to be strong for him. There's yeah. like, it's like that moment in Armageddon where I don't know if you watched it, where Bruce Willis says he has to say goodbye to his daughter and he's about to save the world. It's like reminds me of that moment. It's so touching <laughs> for some reason. Saving the world. It's I'm a, I am you, essentially Bruce Willis. Yeah. Do you know what? Right. You're saving the world. You're saving the world. But I just, you know, for me, I think because I think a lot of especially young men listen to this podcast. And um and I've I, gone I, on I, about motherhood. They're gonna yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, no, but God. this is my but no, we have a I mean, listen, we're we're mainly female. I like to pretend we're not. Yeah, loads of men. <laughs> loads of women what listen to this. Um, but it what's Amazing is that we, we think I was always told, but I remember seeing my dad in the car once and he said to me, the best years of your life are when you're younger. And I was like, surely not. This can't be the is best. This, it? This, this is it. I was like, what? This sucks. I have to go to school every day and things like that. But then you get to your 20s and your 20s are a lot of fun because you're discovering yourself. You're understanding, as you said, you're experiencing things. You're understanding yeah. empathy and your different characters and being insecure and dating and kissing and, and everything's sort of first time. But then you sort of pass that. But then I think what you're saying is even though your 20s where you sat in your pajamas and you got up and you could eat ice cream in the middle of the day and do whatever you yeah. want. This time now, even though a lot tougher and harder, it's actually much more fulfilling. Is that right to say? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and I think lockdown in a strange way kind of gave us the gift of being able to stop um, mm. because you know, I, I can remember think, feeling like at the end of the seven months when they went back to school in September, I hope this never happens again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you, you have the workload and everything like that to catch up on. Um, but there is nothing as special as seeing the world through their eyes. And I think you become so much more aware of how you how you channel your energy in a way that might not be the best for life. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got to get stuff done. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Well, actually, maybe you've just got to sit and have fun and talk and do all of those things that, actually, you know, that life's all about. Um, 
and I would say that's the, been the biggest learning. Uh, yeah, the biggest. Um, Le- yeah. Learning comes from me, really. I know what you mean. Do you find it easy now to live in the present, or do you still look ahead a lot or look back a lot? I don't look back. I sorry. I swear to God, I haven't smoking smoking. That's how smoking weed. Is that what the kids say? Smoking the weed. Oh, I've been smoking the weed. It's because I'm going smoking. What is that? I like it though, and oh I hope you I've become middle-aged just like that. I want you to take your per- first drag, and I want you to say, "I'm smoking oh, the weed." Oh, I've just been smoking <laughs> the weed. <all. laughs> That's how much weed I smoke because I've been smoking it. No, I didn't. I sounded so. You know, philosophical. <laughs> and then you followed it all with smoking the weed. Smoking the weed. <laughs> but on that embarrassing. question, I would say, no, it's not at all. I would say that I try not to look back too much. Uh-huh. Um, and I am trying as much as possible to be in the present. Like actually, even work-wise now, I don't look ahead too much. I say yes to things and then I try and forget about it until... I'm the night before and I have to know what I'm doing the next day. Just because especially like long form projects like the books and the mm. podcast, I have to, I guess for those, I have to um, be planning those. So so they do take up a lot more of my mind. Um, but yeah, for most things, I try not to think about those until they arrive. And then, yeah, my, my biggest takeaway from the castle is literally that I'm really good at thinking I'm part of the fun and um you know in the moment I, so hang on hang on a second <laughs> but actually my biggest thing that i took away from the castle is that <laughs> i can sit there and go shit i'm fun no, that's, that's <laughs> do you know what <laughs> without me this this wouldn't i am tv gold <laughs> that's what you were thinking in no, the castle no i'm saying that i can think i am being that I'm in the fun, not that I am fun, but I'm part of the fun that's going on. Without me, there would be no fun. (laughs) However, I am often stood to the side, like doing the cleaning or doing the cooking. So you feel like you're in it, but actually you're on the periphery of the fun. You're not doing the fun. That's Um, because your nickname's Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) It was in the stars. (laughs) You would just think I'm cleaning. I don't know why they keep calling me Jeff. (laughs) Very liquid. <laughs> uh, so that is my biggest takeaway, though, is, is to be more present and to kind of go, you're not in it just because you can hear it happening. You have to actually stop what you're doing and yeah. sit in it. Social sit media does that to us though, sometimes, where I just yeah. have that endless scrolling and just nonsense. And this is especially for lockdown, right? And thank God, you know, touch wood, we're coming out of this. Hold on, I could just think for everyone. But I would just spend my evenings, like I would, I, I would do what you would do. I'd go, I'm funny. I'm funny. And then I would go onto Instagram and go, I'm not funny. These people are way more funny than me. That's what I would end up doing. Or I, you know, I look good in the mirror. And then I would look at all these six packs and be like, shit, I look terrible. Yeah, but how filtered were they, Jamie? You know, how- I don't know. I don't know how filtered they are. I think my algorithm thinks like weird. I don't know what it does. My algorithm at the moment is just David Beckham and Justin Bieber. I don't know. No, what have you been Googling? What I don't know. I don't know. It just keeps coming up. Is mostly um, women with grey hair. Because... <laughs> 
because I have so many gray hairs now. I was doing it the other day and I said to the guy doing my hair, I was like, I'm really turning gray now. And he was like, oh, no, not much. Only 10%. And I was like, 10%? Are you having a laugh? 10%? And then I was like, I don't know what to do about it. And then me and Tom sort of, because he's started going really gray as well now. And we're like, do, do we dye it? Because I'm literally... I can't dye it. I I just think can't be asked to sit in a chair. That's a waste of time. I just ah, it's all just a faff. I don't get my nails. I don't do that stuff. But so do you know what? Do you know what? Shout sexiness. That (laughs) (laughs) this is what's sexy. I don't care. I don't. I don't care anymore. What you think? You think the grey's hair's the worst bit? Check out this. I don't care. Don't cut my nails. Don't give me. I don't even shower anymore. <laughs> wow. Is, it's that thing. I kind of like. Is it something that? We've just been taught is a problem, especially on women. You know, is grey hair such a massive issue, or do we just kind of go, "Meh, I'm turning a bit grey." I promise you, I'm wearing the same green trousers that I wore yesterday. I promise you this. I went to the bathroom yesterday and water sprayed on my green, like sort of around where my crotch is, so it looked like I peed myself. Right. I honestly looked and went. I don't give a fuck if people think I beat myself. I just don't care anymore. Where normally I'd go, I honestly went, I don't care. I just don't care. And even if I had, I don't care anyway. Is there something quite liberating in that though? Kind of going, I know what society demands of me. It demands dry trousers, but I'm not going to give it that. See if I care. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh gee listen we got to that moment in the podcast where we have to say bye to end of part one and say hello to part two you ready for part two i think i'll stick around oh thanks fun. so much <laughs> we'll see you in part two everybody <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>